0: This is a standalone sermon this morning on fasting and praying, and you'll see as the sermon unfolds why I've selected this Sunday to teach you about fasting and praying. Uh, You know, I want to start with a true story. There was a church in Michigan that was next door to a bar, one of the most popular bars in that particular city in Michigan. The two properties were right beside each other. The bar was noisy. People would wander out of the bar. There'd be fistfights. There'd be people intoxicated. It was a bad situation. So the church was praying for the bar to shut down. They kept asking God in prayer to shut this bar down. And um, the pastor, from time to time, would tell the owner of the bar that the church was praying for the bar to be shut down. And then one day, lightning struck the, the bar, and it burned to the ground. And then the owner of the bar sued the church. (laughs) True story. And so they went to court, and the judge heard both sides of the dispute. And after he heard both sides of the dispute, this is what the judge said. All things being considered, one thing is very clear. The bar owner believes in the power of prayer, and the Christians don't. Our church, we believe in the power of prayer. Because we do, the pastors of our church are calling the incredible body of Christ, starting this coming Wednesday, to once a month begin a fast and a day of prayer on the second Wednesday of each month, starting this coming Wednesday. So this is why I'm preaching and teaching about fasting and prayer this morning. We want this initiative to make greater discipline and involvement, investment in prayer than we perhaps have at the moment. As we talk about fasting, what it is and what it isn't, I think I should say that for some of you, you may need to seriously just talk to your doctor about whether it's a good idea for you to fast from food. Uh, even for this time we're suggesting, one day a week. Uh, i encourage you to do that if you have any question about the, your physical health in this. But what I want to do this morning is I want to talk about the whys of fasting, which are 12 I want to share with you, and then the a warning about fasting, and then uh, the hows of fasting. And so we're going to go through a lot of scripture verses. They're in your bulletins in the sermon outline. So I'm going to go through this very fast for the sake of time. So what are the whys of fasting? Why fast to pray? Number one, because it increases focused prayer. We see in Ezra chapter 8, verse 23, so Israel fasted and sought our God concerning this matter, and he listened to our entreaty, our are, are asking for something. And so it increases focus in prayer. In Daniel 9.3, Daniel says, So I gave my attention to the Lord God to seek him by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. So the first reason why Christians should fast and pray is because it increases the focus of our prayer life. Number two, we should do it because it is assumed to be a part of righteous living. Fasting and praying is assumed to be a part of a believer's righteous living. Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6, 16 to 18. Jesus said, and whenever you fast, he said, whenever you fast. He doesn't say if you fast. Jesus said, whenever you fast, it's assumed. Do not put on a gloomy face as the hypocrites do, for they neglect their appearance in order to be seen fasting by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full, but you, when you fast, again it's assumed, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not... Be seen fasting by men, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will repay you. So we are to fast because it's assumed to be a part of our righteous living. Number three, we are to fast because it humbles us before God. It humbles us before God. Psalm 35, verse 13. But as for me, the psalmist said, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. Watch it. I humbled my soul with fasting. Psalmist said, I humbled my soul with fasting, and my prayer kept returning to my bosom. Fourth reason we are to fast, because it sets up a situation for soul searching and repenting and confessing of personal sin. I have two scriptures to show you this. First, Psalm 69, verse 10. Again, the Psalmist writes, When I wept in my soul with fasting, It became my reproach. He's saying that when I fasted, when I gave attention to God and took away the time I used to eat food, I wept in my soul because my soul was grieved by my sin. And the time with the Lord fasting and praying became a time when God pointed out the reproaches of my life that I needed to fix. And so why fast to review? Because it increases focused prayer because it is assumed a part of righteous living, because it humbles us before God, because it sets up a situation for soul-searching and repenting and confessing of personal sin. Still on that point, First Samuel 7, verse 6, And they gathered to Mizpah and drew water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted on that day and said there, We have sinned. Fasting, foregoing food so that they could pray, was an important step in them being able to confess to God, we have sinned against the Lord, the verse continues. And Samuel judged the sons of Israel at Mizpah. Another reason that we are to fast biblically, because it frees bondages. We all look pretty free this morning and politically we're free and socially we're free to worship without reproach on the name of the Lord here in the Commonwealth of the Bahamas. But it could be that there are persons here today that look free from outward appearance but are in certain bondages, tied up to certain habitual sins that are besetting them and causing them to trip and stumble when they run the race of life with Christ. Fasting and praying is one of the ways that God frees the believer from bondage. Isaiah 58, verses 6 to 7 on this, is not the fast which I choose, watch, to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, and to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke, fasting and praying, is a manner that God uses to free us from our bondages. The passage continues. Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and to bring the homeless poor into the house and when you see the naked to cover him and do and do not hide yourself from your own flesh? Fasting is a way that God uses to break the bondages of sin in our lives, and when those bondages are broken, we can stop thinking about ourselves in bondage, and we can give to the poor, we can house the needy, we can make a difference in other person's lives because our focus doesn't have to be on our own heart that was once sullied in bondage, but now we can think of others. Fasting and praying is important. The sixth reason in Scripture that we are to fast and pray is because it is associated with God's blessings. It is associated with God's blessings. Isaiah 58, uh, I'll reread, 6, but this time through 12. Is this not the fast which I choose to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, and to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into the house when you see the naked to cover him, and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Verse 8, then then your light will break out like the dawn and your recovery will speedily spring forth and your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer and you will cry and he will say, here I am if you remove the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and the speaking wickedness. And if you give yourself to the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then your light will rise in the darkness and your gloom will become like midday. And the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your desire in scorched places and give strength to your bones. And you will be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And those from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up the age-old foundations and you will be called the repairer of the of the breach, the restorer of the streets to which to dwell. Oh yes, because fasting and praying is associated with God's blessings, we as a church want to begin to regularly fast and pray on the second Wednesday of each month starting this coming Wednesday. Seventh reason in scripture to fast and pray, because it addresses afflictions In groups of believers, it addresses afflictions in groups of believers. Uh, Luke 5, verse 33, and they said to him, the disciples of John often fast and offer prayers. The disciples of the Pharisees do the same, but yours eat and drink. Apparently, the followers of John the Baptist were known to regularly fast and pray. They were, recall, afflicted at least in two ways. The followers of John the Baptist were afflicted by Rome. The Roman Empire had its boot on the throat of the Jewish nation. They were afflicted, so they fasted and prayed. But the followers of John the Baptist were also afflicted by the religious leaders of the nation of Israel, the scribes, the Pharisees, and the Sadducees. They put onto the followers of John the Baptist laws and rules that God never did in the Old Testament law. And then, turning to the disciples of the Pharisees, The disciples of the Pharisees were also afflicted, so they fasted and they prayed because of all the sheer rules that were heaped upon them that the Pharisees put on them. But by the way, the Pharisees never bothered to keep the rules themselves. And so we are to fast and pray currently in this day and age because it addresses afflictions in groups of believers. When we're fasting and when we're praying, we are helped by the Holy Spirit to think about what's this? What's making this church hurt? What are our pains? And asking God to minister in those areas of our church body life. The eighth reason to fast and pray is because it can be a part of a response to illness. Part of a response to illness. Psalm 35, verse 13. But as for me, when they were sick, The psalmist says, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth, that's like burlap, I humbled my soul with fasting, and my prayer kept returning to my bosom. One of the reasons God calls us to forego food for a time in order to pray more intensely is because that can be the proper response to illness, our own illness or the illness of those we love. The ninth reason in Scripture is because it is a remedy to God's judgment on a nation. I'm a guest in the Commonwealth of the Bahamas, a a grateful guest. You've been so welcoming and loving to me and my family for almost five years. I realize that I'm a guest, but could I say something in love? Could it be that this nation is under the judgment of God? Because God loves Bahamians so much that he will spank when a spanking is needed. Fasting and praying can be part of the remedy to God's judgment on a nation. Joel chapter 1 verse 14, consecrate, that means set aside, set apart, consecrate a fast that was said to a nation. Consecrate a fast, proclaim a solemn assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land. Wouldn't it be something if 380,000 Bahamians gathered at Rosson Square and down Bay Street because we had fasted and were coming together to pray for the nation Consecrate a fast, proclaim a solemn assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land to the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. Cry out to the Lord in prayer. This was Israel's national sin that prompted this. Also, Joel the prophet, chapter 2, verse 12. Yet even now declares the Lord, return to me. With all your heart and with fasting and weeping and mourning. God says part of returning to him as a nation. With the heart of the nation. Is with fasting and with weeping. And with mourning over sin. Personal sin and national sin. And the last verse in this point that we are to fast and pray. Because it's a remedy to God's judgment on a nation. Is Deuteronomy. Chapter 9, verse 18, and I fell down before the Lord as at the first 40 days and 40 nights neither ate bread nor drank water because of all your, that's in plural, your sin, the Israelite sin, the nation's sin, because of your sin, which you had committed in doing what was evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. The 10th reason we are called to fast and pray in the Bible is because it patterns after believers in both the Old and the New Testaments. The Old and the New Testament are full of believers that we are told fasted and prayed. Old Testament, Moses, Elijah, David, Nehemiah, Esther, Daniel, to name a few. In the New Testament, persons who fasted and prayed, the disciples of John, Anna, Cornelius, the Christians in the early church, and the Apostle Paul. We are to fast and pray because when we do so, we copy the good example of believers in the Old and New Testament who did this. Second to last reason, because it patterns after the Lord Jesus' own example. And after he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he then became. Hungry. Jesus refused to let or to put his physical needs ahead of his spiritual needs in that fast, in the wilderness. He lived out this refusal by fasting from food, and Jesus was fortified in his inner man by denying the appetites of his outer man. And so when we fast and pray, we pattern ourselves after the Lord Jesus' example. And as I've just stated, still based on Matthew 4 two, fasting and praying can be used of God to fortify, to strengthen, to help us to stand against temptations. Are you beset by a chronic temptation? This Wednesday, for all of the day or half of the day or part of the day, Decline food, so that you can pray for strength over the temptation you always are facing. So these are 12 reasons why it makes sense in the Bible for us to fast and pray. Now I want to give you three cautions, three warnings. Number one, don't fast to impress anyone. As we read in Jesus' remarks in the Sermon on the Mount, the best fasting is done in private, seen only by God. Fasting is not to be a show. Second, don't fast thinking that you will get more of God so he'll do more for you. Fasting, we got to know that fasting is God getting more of us So we'll better know what he wants us to do for him. And please remember that all prayer, whether it's prayer associated with fasting or prayer that is not associated with fasting, all prayer not only changes things, but it changes the person who prays. Prayer changes the person who prays. And so fasting is not to be seen as pressure on God to do what we want God to do for us, but it's God getting our attention so we can understand what God wants us to do for him. And the third caution or warning, and maybe it's silly or maybe it's not silly at all, don't fast so you lose weight. (laughs) Fasting is not a diet plan. Fasting is a devotion plan. Now to wrap this up on fasting, let me give us three hows on fasting. How do we fast? Three things quickly. Your fasting can certainly be the declining of food for a time. That's what fasting was in the scriptures. But if you do stop eating food for a time next Wednesday, keep drinking water. Number two... If you fast by declining food, then it's important that you use the time that you aren't buying the food or preparing the food, the time that you aren't eating the food, the time that you aren't cleaning up after eating the food to pray. Fasting is to take, take the time associated with eating food on a particular day or several days and use that time for praying. Nothing else. Praying. Fasting is to free up our time to pray. That's the point of fasting. And that's the pragmatics of fasting, and that's the pay dirt of fasting, that you get more time to pray. Now, the third thing, there are some other things other than food which you may decide before God to fast from. And that's okay. If there are things that are robbing you from time to focus, way, pray, other than food, and you are led of the Lord to fast from those things, then great. What things? Television? Facebook? Computer games? All the apps on your smartphone, the telephone. You could fast from all these things. Pick one, pick two, whatever. Shopping, just being on your cell phone. It's amazing to me, whatever I am, the airport, the bank, <laughs> the streets, wherever I am, all you see are the tops of people's heads. That's all you see. I don't know how people do job interviews, they don't. Families, at dinner, at the restaurant. The son, teenage son, texting the teenage daughter while they're at the same table at the restaurant. Chick-fil-A is a very clever, incentive for families to set aside their devices when they eat at Chick-fil-A restaurants. They have a plastic caddy in the middle of their tables at their restaurants, and they are encouraging families to put all of their devices in the caddy at the center of the table while they eat so they'll talk to each other. And families that will put all of their devices in the caddy on the table at Chick-fil-A get free desserts. That's that's clever. That's really clever. And so fasting slays the dragon in our lives that wants to eat up our time to pray. Fasting slays that dragon so we have the time that the dragon wants to gobble up so that we can pray. Now, let me say this about prayer and how fasting helps us to pray When I was engaged to Beth uh, to be married for the one summer, I was in Canada working selling retail sporting goods, and she was in Dallas working at a job at a restaurant. We were not physically together for several months while we were engaged. And we had the most uh, large cell phone bill in human history. Um, It was almost the first mortgage payment on our house. Because we wanted to talk. We wanted to listen to each other. We wanted to learn more about each other. We wanted to help each other. We wanted to pray with each other. We wanted to just be on speaking terms with each other. And some of those long distance calls from Canada to Dallas involve both of us giving up our time to sleep. We talk through the nights. Giving up our time to spend with our friends where we were located at that time. Giving up time. Spending with our families in some cases. Giving up time eating sometimes. Why? Because we wanted to talk to each other on the phone. We loved each other so much. We wanted to know what was going on in each other's lives. We wanted to plan our wedding ceremony. We wanted to be in touch. Do you want to be in touch with God? Do you want him to be in touch with you? Prayer is crucial to that. And fasting is a way the scriptures present that we can have more focused time of being in touch with God. And who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't benefit from that? I said that our first day of fasting and praying will be this Wednesday. I invite you to prayerfully consider participating in that, and then if you do decide God wants you to participate in that, is it for half a day? Is it for the whole day? Is it for a few hours of the day? And what are you going to fast from so you'll pray? Food or something else? But use whatever time you're freed up because you fasted from something to pray. All this talk about prayer, let's pray. Lord, we will fast and pray on Wednesday because we are like the bar owner of all persons who believe in the power of prayer. Give us focus in that time. May it contribute to our righteous living. Give us humility as we fast and pray in soul searching. Break bondages in our lives and shower with blessing. Where there are hurts and afflictions shared by this assembly, Comfort and help, Lord, as we pray. For we know that when one suffers, we all suffer. Lord, provide healing of illness as we fast and pray, or grace in illness. Oh God, we pray that the national sin would be something we would pray for. Help us to copy Bible characters who fasted and prayed, and fortify each of us, Lord, in the points of our temptation. Lord, may our fast be private. May we not gossip about our fast. May we not pat ourselves on the back by telling others, I'm fasting today and praying. Lord, help the times that we fast and pray on Wednesday to be times when we clearly hear the orders that heaven has for our lives. That we're bond servants. And Lord, please, we know that Satan will be perturbed and bothered and threatened when we decide to fast and pray on Wednesday. And what he will do is try to substitute the good for the best. He would much rather that we do anything but pray. He's afraid of saints who pray. So help us not to use the freed up time due to fasting for anything but prayer. Show us, last Lord, what, from what you want us each to fast We're excited to know what you'll do, Lord. And we pray these things in Jesus' name and for Jesus' sake, amen. God bless you.